0: Team Chandler is 7-0. Jason Knight's an absolute stud, but he got a huge cut on his face just days before his fight. Cody Gibson tears his MCL. And Landon, did you say I refused to spar with you? Hear my side of the story at the end of the episode. Connor questions Dana what happens if they get a clean sweep. And we break it all down with my good friend and one of the funniest girls on the planet, Danae Hayes. Bruce, hit him with the intro. Ladies and and gentlemen, gentlemen, it's time! The Ultimate Fighter Season 35 Reaction Show, brought here by Carl Steele, hosted by, by Michael Colton Adler. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the man, Bruce Buffer. This is the Tough 31 Reaction Show, hosted by yours truly, Michael Chandler, and brought to you by CarShield. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and thank you all so much for signing up for the giveaway. Let's go ahead and get to our next winner. What is our prize? Our prize is my favorite book of all time, a very short book, a signed copy of As a Man Thinketh with a very special bookmark, a signed Panini card for you shipped to your door right after the last episode. Connor, hit me with this week's winner. This week, we've got Stan Mersberg, and he's from Hawaii. Stan Mersberg, all the way from Hawaii. Stan, thank you so much. You are the lucky winner. Congratulations. And for you guys who are entered in, remember, to enter into the giveaway, if you are listening on audio, it's in the show notes. The link is in the show notes. The link is here on uh, YouTube description. If you're watching on YouTube, it's also my link in my bio as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Episode seven was an absolute doozy, and speaking of absolutely amazing guests that I have had, this is going to be one of my favorites. A great friend of mine, uh, one of the funniest people on the planet, two point six million followers on TikTok, viral video creator, and now musical artist, Danae Hayes. Up, How man? are we? Good to see you, buddy. To this is gonna be road hard. hard. She just came out the with this brand her her new her 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 song, her Road Hard.
1: Let's go. go. Some of these uh some of these fighters look like they may have been road
0: hard put up with Hey well, I tell you what this is a this is an interest an industry that will do that to you. You know, <laughs> in this in this episode, uh Jason Knight as well, who, you know, we've gone through the history of of these last couple weeks. Jason Knight is the most experienced guy that we've had on the show. Yeah. and he's only 30 years old 30 something fights he fought not just in the ufc and then you know did it had a good stint three fifty thousand dollar bonuses but then got cut from the ufc went to bare knuckle boxing i was t- talking yeah. about that i think don't quote me but it was some some somewhere around 20 sets of stitches in this fight we can we should have pull up we should pull up the the photo we'll try to pull up the photo and he's later. from mississippi he's from mississippi yeah. um i forget what it what uh city it was, but his small town. Bare knuckle sounds
1: like, bare knuckle fighting sounds like something us Mississippi Alabama folks would do. <laughs>
0: yes. He, uh, and he did it phenomenally. Um, he's just, a uh, he was the scariest guy in this competition, oh, but also the most beautiful person in this competition to me. Like he was just so sweet. Uh, he talked about that in the episode. I always called him the mayor. He was like the mayor of the, of the show friends with not just my team, and a leader on my team, but friends with the other team. Um, so it was just, I he's a like beautiful human.
1: Those are the scariest dudes, though, is when they can have that much compassion and they're kind. And then all of a sudden they can just flip that switch and get into that gorilla mentality inside the octagon. It's
0: crazy. I actually have a... Um, I actually have in my, in my notes here, you guys have seen me have this, um, red moleskin journal. I remember writing in, in my journal, a whole excerpt about Jason Knight. And I remember verbatim, I remember writing it and I'll never forget it because this is what he was. He is, I said, Jason Knight will never realize that he is the glue that is holding this team together. And he really is, you know, I think this is a competition, obviously, I mean, as you saw at the very end of this episode, my guys could end up fighting each other. Right. Right. You know, so you're, you're a team, but you're not really a team but you want to play the team game. You want to be a part of the team until you're not similar to, as you saw last episode with Brad Katona, he's team Brad Katona. And my guys did not like Brad Katona. I, I liked him because I was, I signed up and I was going to, you know, take care of him, but it didn't mean that it wasn't going to be some tips. Oh
1: yeah, You could tell he was, he was like, I'm coming to this going to make sure I get what's good for Brad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas like Jason, he reminds me a lot of you in the, in the fact that, whenever I'm around you, you're so kind, you're so compassionate to everybody else. But dude, when you get in that octagon, it's like gorilla mode. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, that's, I don't even
0: know you. That's what I say too. And it's funny too. I just got back from uh, UFC international fight week was this week. So of course there were, I mean, I probably met 2,500 people shook hands and took pictures with 2,500 people. And people were just, you're such a savage. You're such a crazy. In this fight. And I'm like, and I, I always kind of make a joke. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Like, yeah. I don't know who that guy is. That's not me. That's a different person. Yeah, because
1: like even <laughs> in real life, like, you know, when we're hanging out, if I try to talk to you about fighting, you're almost like, oh, let's not make it about me today. You know, <laughs> but yet, my God, like I can't even... The guy that's going to fight Conor McGregor in a couple of months or whenever, like, it's just, I'm like, that's, that's not the Michael Chandler I yeah. know.
0: Well, thank God, you know, yeah. because <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think this version of me can beat anybody. Cause I'm like, I don't like, fighting. I don't, oh, you want to get in an argument? No, I can't yeah, do you're that. Not, but like, you're not but that version steps in there and he's like, I want to knock your teeth out. I want to see your blood. I want to watch your soul crumble. Literally. And, like, and then it shuts off and I'm like, okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> thank God that's, he's in there, but we don't, he don't we only yeah. get to see him a couple times a year.
1: Totally. That's <laughs> but, how Jason seems though. Like for sure
0: he is honestly and actually the funny thing was when i got him when i had him on my team you know first time i met him i was like okay i got that that jason to me he was like that jason knight guy because i knew his reputation i watched his fights saw the bare knuckle fights um and saw every single fight that he has been in. I mean, you, you just you you draw these conclusions, right? And it's funny because I always, I always think, man, well, I don't want people to look at me that way. They see the way I compete, but I want them to know that I'm a kind of a normal, nice human being, and not just that guy in real life. Right. So it was funny that I kind of put the cart before the horse or judged the book by its cover, even though I'm that guy yeah. as well. But I was like, I wonder how Jason Knight is. And then from the first moment, I was like, okay, he's going to be one of my favorite people totally. on the show.
1: I mean, I guess it's kind of like. You know, comedy is, is my thing, but people expect me to be like the life of the party anytime I go anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I enjoy making sketches. I enjoy doing this, but it's not necessarily who I am 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I can get how you can flip.
0: Back and forth, which but. I like that about YouTube. By the way, it would be Appreciate that. you know, it would be not, not that it would be annoying. We would no. all be it'd be fun. But if you we were like here, it was like Paul and Rose again, always trying, always trying to be funny. Because I know we're just hanging out because I like being around you, right, right. <laughs> you and Mandy. It's like, uh, but yeah. So imagine if I was just you know walked into every yeah, like, yeah you're like, hey, put up my highlights. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, put Oh, this, oh, this right here. This reminds me of that time I kicked Tony Ferguson in the face. You're like, all right, dude. He was kicking a soccer ball. Yeah. Like, we're just having fun. In the it's back like you're,
1: you're, you're three whiskeys deep. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. baby. <laughs> baby freeze, but on that time I kicked Ferguson <laughs> in the face, yeah. you know, like,
0: yeah, That'd be, That'd be, a like exactly. <laughs> That'd be a little weird. <laughs> like, that I would never get invited to any parties <laughs> like that guy, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so I like the way that they they started this uh, this episode speaking of Jason. I mean, and I actually, I never. I don't know if we even really talked about this on the show that he had been to prison. They, they talked about how he said he was 17 years old, you know, made a bad decision. And his lawyer called him a couple of years later. And I love what he said. And this is, uh, you know, and this is goes out to anybody who's ever gone through a tough time, or maybe you've been incarcerated or you've been, you've, or you've, made bad decisions. You want to be a, a better person, a different person, a different version of yourself. He said, the best advice I got was when I was in prison. And someone said, if you want to get out of here and stay out of here, that being prison, he said, you got to change your people. You got to change your places and you got to change your things. And I wrote that down. Cause I was like, that's, that's a really good, um, like a re- really good advice. And yeah. it seems to me that Jason has done just that. And he really has been, you know, yeah. I love that they showed, um, in his interview talking about, you know, I missed what he said. I think he said he missed the birth of his first daughter or he definitely missed yeah. her first steps or he missed, you know, some very important stuff. Right. And I remember on the show, he kept, he brought it up like five or six times. He's like, yeah, this week he, he knew to the days, like, yeah, this weekend is my, oh. my son's baseball tournament. Yeah. And I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to miss these things, but obviously this is an opportunity could not pass up but just my, a sweetheart uh,
1: my dad always told me growing up he'd uh like he would wear this quote out you know the quotes that your dad like you mm-hmm. you know he's still saying them to somebody else right now yeah. <laughs> he'd be like uh danae it's not a sin to be weak but it's a sin to remain weak Oh, yeah, I like so that. and as a kid i'd be like dad like god you've told me this 18 times but <laughs> to jason's point like he had a weak moment he was a boy mm. when that happened but uh, it's all about, you know, what are you going to do now? And I feel like Jason just lives such a family-oriented life now. Mm. I mean, he seems like such a family man, such a good husband.
0: Absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Like the biggest sweetheart. It's funny, too, because he's the biggest sweetheart on the show, for sure. I mean, you know, all the guys were actually great. But Jason, I think it's more just the the dichotomy between how savage he is in the cage compared to how much of a sweetheart he, he was. Yeah. And he's just awesome. So I was so happy to have him. And um but episode seven, we, 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 talked about this before how, ep, uh, seven is a lucky number, right? But this yeah. episode thus far has not been so lucky for, for my team. We saw the, oh. the cut on Jason's, uh, eye and you heard me kind of say, Hey guys, this is why we're doing 60%. You know, you know, when you're training, these kinds of things can happen. Um, but, and then obviously Cody, we, we did find out, um, he was kind of icing his knee right after the fight. And I think it was from some of those Mondo leg kicks cause they were, they were no joke. Um, and uh, he obviously had to get an MRI, got a second opinion after Doctor Davidson, and he's got a grade two M- MCL sprain. But he said, "I already know my decision," and and that's what you said too, because you, yeah. you kind of when we watched you, you are like, "Oh, thank God, he's going to fight." Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, there is no way he wasn't going to fight." No, because
1: he's what thirty six.
0: Thirty six. So yeah, this, this is, is it's this.
1: either do it now or you are done.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so it's I mean, his last opportunity.
1: I, like I was saying, I, I would never say this to maybe another athlete, like a softball player or a football player, but. It's like, do it now and then heal the MCL later.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I and that's mean, what he said too. Even if, even if say the MCL is compromised and it leads to an ACL tear and he completely blows out his knee. Yeah. This is still your last shot. That's I'd rather it. take that chance. And those are all the things that I was thinking. And it's just kind of funny too, the microcosm, the scenario you're in with the, you're got a microphone on you at all times and camera. I knew me as a coach, I'm like, hey, I can't be the guy who says, Cody, you have to fight. Yeah. You know, I don't want them to, I don't want them to cut it. Like, Hey Chandler forced him to fight. If right. Cody was like, I'm going to bow out and I'm gonna do my thing. I wouldn't, I I I would support it, but I wouldn't agree with it. Yeah. You know? Uh, but luckily for me, he uh, was like, I didn't know what I'm doing. I'm that fighting. I'm also, like, oh, thank God. <laughs>
1: that just goes to show you the mentality of MMA UFC. I mean, I was once a college athlete. You tell me I have a torn MCL my immediately i'm saying how can i get into rehab you know yeah. what i mean like how can i rehab this? I will, though.
0: you want you want a national title at alabama though yeah. play softball like you're telling me you're going into this the national championship you'd be like okay ca- coach i'm gonna sit this that's one true.
1: out. Okay, I that's true okay hey
0: remember what your dad said that's it's not true. a sin to be weak that's right? true, you can't that's true. <laughs>
1: <week>. <laughs> i guess if it was in the fall and it was like october yeah. and the season didn't start till february yeah, okay. i'm like hey how can we rehab this but like you're right. You're totally right. If it's May or June and we're getting ready to go to the Women's is, College World Series,
0: this is their go time.
1: My ass is out there.
0: And I, well, yeah, and, and I knew I was like, I know Cody's going to say yes. Maybe I just ushered a little bit just in case he's yeah. second guessing it whatsoever. But I've the no. dude's, dude's a freaking savage. He's a brawler. But, um, but yeah. So episode seven, not being so lucky for us. But obviously, uh, actually, speaking of Jason Knight's cut, can you pull up that clip? Um, My favorite clip of the episode thus far, I was and here's let me lay a little bit of a um, let me lay a little bit of a um, I guess you would call it groundwork, if you will. So I know Landon, he's a great kid. He really is. Um, He's you know, he talks a little bit more than I did when I was his age or at his level of accomplishment or 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 you know, in fighting, if you will, He's a little mildly. A mouthy, but, but people need that. You know, there's, there's certain aspects of that, that I admire. It's not exactly my style or whatever, but um, I, I, I wanted to give this advice to Jason because I knew as soon as, as soon as not just Landon, this isn't just a jab at Landon, anybody on that other team at lightweight who would have, drew jason knight immediately they would have thought even if they would have admitted it gosh dang it how the heck did i just draw the most savage guy on this freaking <laughs> right, on this show right no, i knew that number one so i knew that was going through landon's mind and then number two you're, there's all these little mind games that you got to play so let's let's roll let's roll this clip you're going go, you're gonna go to the house you're gonna show off that cut make sure landon sees it Immediately, he's gonna be like, oh, thank God, I ain't gonna fight that dude. Yeah, thank God. And then you'd be like, hey, man, I already talked to Doc. I'm still fighting your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him real quick, I'm like, you ain't getting off that. <laughs> game, I'm gonna tell him real quick, you ain't getting off that. <laughs> game, <man." laughs> you ain't getting <laughs> off <And> that fucking. Because, <laughs> hey, because I. the funny thing is, I know if I was in Landon's position, that's exactly that's exactly that right there would absolutely crush me mentally. I'd be like, right. I'd be like, oh thank God, I might not might not have to fight him. I might have to put an alternate in there, right? And ju- to just have Jason kind of moping, moping, and be like, yeah, man, I got this cut. Doc says it's real big, and not quite sure about. But it. I I'm know. still going, yeah, but then it's like, <laughs> but I'm still going. look Looking right in the eyes, and I was like, <laughs> so maybe that was a little bit of gamesmanship, but that was also just a testament too of like that. It, Jason is that dude. He is freaking scary. But he also was so talkative because there's other guys on the on the team. And that's why I called him the mayor of the ultimate fighter yeah. house that he was just he loved everybody. He talked to everybody. He he might. He, but he, he never really got in arguments, I don't think, in the in the show. But he just he talked to everybody. Yeah. He sh- showed that clip of him and Landon cutting weight together basically in the in the uh, so- or in the hot tub. See, I just don't know if him. I
1: could do that. I just I, I don't couldn't have I don't know if I could get the night before I'm supposed to physically hurt somebody I was watching that and I was just thinking like this, I don't know if this is mind games that they're trying to play or they just really like, cause you know how sometimes like women when they fight or even argue, they don't talk to each other for months. Mm -hmm. Like two guys could be drunk and punch each other in the face. And then an hour later, y'all are barbecuing together. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe that's just a
0: guy. (laughs) Yeah. I think it probably is a guy thing. And also too, just being in this industry, you know, that's, I mean, I also came from the wrestling background where I used to see my opponents all the time. Right. And, you know, you just kind of get used to, I I don't even, not to, it kind of sounds harsh or mean, but I don't even see them as human beings. Like yeah. whenever you sign up to fight them, I don't see them as a human being. I just see two arms and two legs and that's just, and, I, and I'm not here to, puff up my chest no, and try to yeah i'm not but i would pro- i would probably show up and not say i probably wouldn't be that great on the show honestly i'd probably win the show when i was back in the day right but i wouldn't have been a star at all because would i have wouldn't been have said the, much
1: the personality of Chirpin. Yeah, yeah i would
0: have been the very quiet guy people are like well there goes chandler winning again but right he hasn't really said much right he said well i'm gonna win and that's it you know yeah he, there would be no none, none of that stuff with me but um yeah i mean landon he's a very confident um very confident guy, student of the game. Um, But I knew just like anybody, if you drew Jason Knight, it's like, gosh, dang it, that's tough. But it did, it did kind of show. And this even kind of opens my eyes too, because, you know, he did say, you know, I train with Chandler. He never goes with me or whatever. And he has offered, he's like, Hey, if you need help, I'm a Southpaw and this and that. I just got my guys. It's just so funny when I'm in training camp, I got my guys and I'm like, Hey, I'm sparring with this guy. I'm sparring with that guy. I don't need to bring in specific guys necessarily. Um, and it's all about mentality and how, how you feel when you're training and stuff. Yeah. It's all about energy.
1: I'm sure.
0: Yeah, it really is. You you want to make
1: sure you got the energy around you that gives you back what you need you yeah. know and that I mean, doesn't
0: make that's not a, a down that's not a kind of no, stab no. at him but it's just a you know it's just a thing I know it's hard to hard to put my finger on oh it, for you sure know? I
1: know when I was playing like even like taking batting practice there's certain coaches that I want throwing me batting practice to give me the most confidence before the game and sometimes I would the line for them would be super long and I'd be forced to go to another coach that had a completely different spin a, a completely different speed mm-hmm. and not that she was a bad BP tosser mm-hmm. I, it's not what I needed so I get it.
0: Makes sense. Yeah, so I, personal to him. No, but in, even, but even watching this show too, it kind of, it gives even, that's why I love, they're doing such a good job of doing the backstory with these yeah. guys, you know, the backstory of Jason and going to prison. And, and that's, that story that I never even heard. I was with him for five weeks and never really told me about that. Yeah. Maybe I should have asked her, you know, they talks about his family and his, and his kids and, and even Landon, you know, talking about, I didn't have a father figure growing up. You know, my mom had some mental illness and mm-hmm. she, you know, was I think he said something about you know suicide and pulled pills out of her mouth and you know so it's just they're doing such a good job of showing the backstory and then you watch the way that they are and then their responses and their reactions and then we're all just a byproduct of who we have been and who we who what we've been through and all these kind of things right. so it's it just even opened my eyes to a guy that I've been you know kind of training with for the last six years or whatever and and he's a, and as I said he's he's a sweetheart he is he's a but he's just. uh a very confident person. You yeah, know, talks. You know, and you know, out there at the gym.
1: Maybe, uh maybe from his his background, he's had to be so dependent of himself, so mm-hmm. he's he's had to put puff his chest out, you know, a little bit. That's true. But I was always different. I never really liked to be too mouthy. I was just like, let me yeah. go out there and and be in my own space.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. And and I I believe I believe I have probably come off a little bit, maybe, maybe cocky or arrogant or, or I'm better than you type of stuff. Because in, in kind of scenarios, I am very quiet. I'm very quiet, quiet in a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of social interactions, you know? Yeah. And it's actually, I think it, it's a little bit of lack of confidence that might even masquerade as, oh, as overconfidence because I'm quiet. So it's kind of just a, we're all just human beings. To, we're all just trying to, trying trying to figure this, figure shit this out, out. Yeah. like, you know, when you're younger and you're like, Man, I can't wait when I hit 30. I'll probably have it figured out. Now I'm on 37. I'm like, okay, when I hit 40, (laughs) definitely going to have it figured out. I'll have this parenting thing figured out, this marriage thing figured out, this freaking business fighting thing figured out. Nope. All We're I can say is,
1: thank God I was not on a reality TV show <laughs> when I was even three years ago. right? Dude, that's crazy. You know, those, those cameras are on you. Those microphones are on you. Mm-hmm. You slip up one time and the producers, not to say they're out to get you, but they say, Oh, that was a good soundbite. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't really portray the whole picture. So.
0: Well, for sure. And I feel like, I feel Great. like they've done a good job thus far, you know, cause I always thought about that too. I mean, cause they could take a soundbite from day one and use it, you know, day 27 and yeah, just doesn't make, it makes sense in the scenario, but it wasn't the way that you reacted. Right. And so they, they've done a really good job. Like I said, I've, I've said this numerous times, it's a reality show, but it feels more like a sports 100%. documentary than the old, uh, the old, um, I guess, ultimate fighter shows where yeah. dudes were just freaking, like I said, they used to cast, there were 16 dudes. They would cast 10 dudes that were good. And then six dudes that they knew were just going to be the guys Havoc that were going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. The guys that were going to, you know, be throwing mattresses in the pool and trying <laughs> to fight people in the fight people in the, in the show. Right. Um, but we're going to, uh, so here we are. Team Chandler is six and zero. Oh. Um, did you, to did go. you
1: think it was going to go like that? Like, honestly,
0: did you think it was going to be more of like a three and three or no? And, and I keep saying this because now that we're six and oh, um well you know seven to oh zero now because we're talking about episode seven yeah. you know seven to oh i could 100 see and it's going to happen this week of course it was veterans are winning how could the veterans not win they got blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like yeah that's that's recency bias or confirmation bias or whatever you want to call it biased because now you're seeing the result but you got to put yourself in my shoes i'm like okay jason knight there's a lot of people who say he's burnt out right mm. you guys cody gibson Look, might of people say, Hey, he gave up. He's a high school teacher. Austin Hubbard looks like he might've given up. He's kind of doing half, half training camps here, half training camps there. He's working at his, his father-in-law's restoration company. Right. Kurt Hollibaugh kind of one foot in kind of one foot out. Got two, uh, two jujitsu schools. Like these, these guys, that, that's just half of my team right there right. who are, who already kind of looks like they're on to their second half of their life. And this might just be another opportunity for them to get on TV, but how dedicated were they? So I knew I had some dogs. I knew I had some dudes with experience. My biggest question was how much do these dudes believe that they still deserved to be fighting at the highest level? So, um, day one, I remember, okay, I can't change anything about their, their past. I can't really change a ton about their technique, but what I can change is making sure that they know that they, that, that, they know that I believe in them. This coaching staff that I brought believes in them. And when they step inside the octagon, they deserve to win. And I think that's working out really well thus far, obviously. But no, I, I got to admit at the very beginning, I was like, okay, these dudes are young, hungry prospects. They got everything to prove. My guys, some of them look like they've already got one foot out the door, you know? Right.
1: But well, And I see it kind of the opposite as in, um, oh, well, of course veterans would win. For me, I'm seeing these young guys that have an opportunity to get Dana White sitting right there in front of them with two of their idols, Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor, so that's either going to fire them up, their testosterone's going to be through the roof, their adrenaline's going to be through the roof. To mm-hmm. me, I see that as an advantage because the veterans, your psyche, once you've done something so many times, it's hard to get that adrenaline in, in your psyche to that point mm-hmm. unless you're just a, an animal. You yeah. know, so I, I do see it I, going in. I thought mm, the prospects are probably going to have For an sure. advantage.
0: And where the veterans going to be able to change the story. There, right. There's a story that was that that has been told to these guys and that you're living. You aren't good enough, right? They were handed a piece of paper said, Hey, you're not good enough. You're cut from the UFC. See you later. Better luck next time. Right. Every single one of my guys had experienced that. And I remember talking to Roosevelt uh, Roberts about this and I hope they showed it on the show. There was a very cool clip there where, where he, he was very candid for as harsh as he is and tough as he is. Roosevelt was very, very candid. And, and we got some very personal kind of conversations and he talked about, man, I struggle, man. I look, look in the mirror, I man. I'm like, I didn't like myself. I didn't yeah. believe in myself. I felt like a loser. And I was able to tell him, "Hey man, I felt like that so many times in my life, right. so many times in my career because that's what we do. We attach a failure not just to that event, to but to the person that we yeah. are, you know? And so all of my guys have 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 already had that story play out. These young prospects, yeah, maybe they lost some fights, but they haven't gotten to the highest level, gotten the greatest shot and then he got handed a piece of paper that said you're not good enough, you know? Right. So I completely understand how people say, "Well, of course, this is how it was going to go." But for me, not to say that I didn't believe in my guys, but I definitely knew there was a, some stories that we needed to change. We needed to change right. that that self image. We needed to change the self chatter. What's going on inside of what they're saying? And uh, you know, thus far, obviously, we've we've done a good job.
1: I feel like unless you've you've done something for a decade, every single day, and put in those ten thousand hours, your brain can't quite conceptualize. Your self-worth could be tied to something like Mm -hmm. that. You know, I mean, like softball ended for me when I was 23, but I did it from the time I was four until I was 23. And, you know, the moment it ended wasn't because it somebody took it away from me. It was just college softball was over. Mm -hmm. And even that I felt like I was trying to navigate a world as somebody that I didn't even know who I was. So Mm -hmm. Damn, I can't imagine these guys trying to put food on these on their their kids plates, trying to explain to their wife, please still believe in me even though I just got something taken away. Please still believe in me that I'm going to the gym for 4 hours in the morning and 4 hours at night hmm. and I'm not spending time with you. It, please still believe in me even yeah. when I don't believe in myself. Like that's that's tough.
0: Yeah, and and there were so many conversations too cuz cuz I did change my I did change my opinion after a couple conversations. Like man, these dudes still got a fire for yeah. sure. But at the very beginning before I got to know these guys, it's like, well, shoot, I don't know. This could go one of two ways. These dudes are just here. They're all going to get smashed. And they quote unquote weren't good enough. They, no, been, they believe yeah. the story that, hey, I'm a loser. The UFC didn't like want me the first time or even a guy like Kurt Hollibaugh. This is his third opportunity in the UFC, which I will say, you know, Kurt. Kurt had such a quiet confidence and I was like, is he quiet because he's confident or is he quiet because he's not confident? I really had to try to crack that layer. Same thing with Austin Hubbard. Austin Hubbard was a very, very quiet guy, but Mm -hmm. different guys are different. You know, the the exact opposite of, of, a guy who's very loud and confident right. in himself. You no, know, they something. they like literally have showed up and proven there's some bad man pajamas. It's been good. Well, we're going to, I said, we get into the fight. Um, but before that, let's, uh, this is a good time to take a break to hear a word from our sponsor. Now's a good time to thank our show sponsor, CarShield. We're all about who's the greatest here, and CarShield really goes to the mat for vehicle owners. They're the number one most trusted auto service protection company in America, and they're here to help protect you from surprise car repair costs. Flexible month-to-month plans through CarShield can cover up to 5,000 parts of your car after they break down. When you're covered through CarShield, you'll always have someone in your corner at the repair shop. Visit carshield.com and check it out now. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. We got a nice fight with Jason Knight here. We got uh, Team Chandler 6-0. We got Jason Knight and Hunter Azure the last two fights, this is our, our opportunity to continue the, the clean sweep. And I was, it's so funny too. I, like I said, I just got done with, uh, uh, UFC X, they called it the international fight week. And there were so many people were like, Hey, good job on the show. Hey, yeah. is it a clean sweep? Hey, is it a clean sweep? Like people are, people are pumped up. I and know. Like, hey. I'm, I'm hoping to and I'm like, you know, I can't tell you if it's a clean <laughs> sweep, but let's just say team Chandler's doing pretty darn well right now. We keep on doing well. Y'all. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so Jason Knight, one of my favorite dudes, but I, I have to give a shout out to not Jason Knight, but his boots. Oh. Jason, Jason talked about these lucky boots. Show him a little clip of him walking out. He walks in. He's like, he's, he's like, man, well, I got, they said I could wear my lucky boots. I'm like, what did you say? He's like, I asked the commission. They said I could wear my lucky boots. I'm 11 and owning bitches. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, Thank God they let you wear your lucky boots because, and he kept talking about, they're all tattered. He's like, he's like, yeah, they got paint on them. They got cow shit on them. There's a hole <laughs> over here. There's some alligator blood right here. I was like, I was like, he he's just the, told me all these different things about his boots. He's the most Mississippi boy oh, ever. The best man. And, uh, and, uh, you asked about knee pads or he's wearing these little knee sleeves. That yeah. was a whole thing. We had to, we had to cut off these little logos or we did something cause he, he likes to wear, uh, is know, that just sleeves. for
1: compression? Yeah,
0: that's a good question. I think, uh, for him, I think he's, uh, he's always done it. Yeah. It's kind of a compression thing. Um, you know, it definitely helps if you if you plan on being on the ground, if you're on top, I've had my knees scraped up so yeah. badly from just rubbing on the canvas for 15 minutes or whatever it is.
1: Do you ever, uh, cause I had to get, I don't know if you've heard of this, but in your joints, you have bursa sacs. Yeah, I had to get mine removed from diving so many times. Does that happen really? a lot in the UFC with the elbows and the knees? No,
0: I've seen a lot of guys. I've I, I actually I've seen a lot in wrestling.
1: Because when it busts, you know they get massive. Yeah, and then they, you have to drain it,
0: and if then you drain it. If it just keeps going, if it keeps and going, bustin', going, busting, it'll bust easier. And they just pull them out, and they're like, yeah. okay, well, good they're luck. Like, <sharp> <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs> like, You're good. Know, God gave you one of the God gave you one of the, all these your joints, but you ain't got one anymore. So nope, good luck. My You're left like,
1: knee is bursaless. Yeah,
0: we'll see you in a few see you in a few years when we're talking about knee surgery. Dang For it. sure. For sure. Uh so yeah, as you can see, the tail of the tape, Landon the younger guy. But this actually I Jason is so mature, three kids, all these fights. 30 years old is very young for him. You know? 30,
1: 30 like, though is so different than 27.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I know it's only 3 years, but dude, when I was 27, I was not in a place the same time
0: that Jason's at 30. That's that's the that's what I always say cuz cuz people will say uh hey, true or false, MMA is a young man's game and I and I'm like, honestly, I don't think it is. I don't think, I mean, I think, I think you got maybe a little bit more talent or you're faster, which I don't believe. I think I was faster post 30, more powerful, stronger than I was in my twenties. But I, I always say, you know, I always make the joke with young guys. I got scar tissue older than you, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like I became a man till I hit like probably 28, 29, 30. I finally started hitting my stride 28, 29. And then at 30, I felt like the most dangerous dude I've ever been in my life. So like you said, you know, from an experience standpoint, Jason's got the experience, but he's also got, you know, whether you call it old man strength or old man wisdom or whatever, he's, you know, he's a 30... 30 year old dude, but it it did just remind me that he was 30 years old. I was kind of sitting here watching the whole episode until this thinking, you know, he was in his mid-30s and yeah. forgot he was 30 years old.
1: I think it must have been the bare knuckle fighting.
0: Bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. Well, to me, it was his confidence. Like he he truly carries himself like he's a 45-year-old yeah. man. He really does. No, and
1: I, I I'm the same age as him, and I feel like I'd be saying yes, sir, no, sir to him.
0: <laughs> you know Hell, I, mean? I was saying yes, sir, no, sir to him, and I was his coach. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, hey, we kept making jokes too, by the way, like, hey would you fight Jason Knight? And I'm like, not unless I had to. Like I would probably be just as scared as Landon (laughs) going into a fight against Jason Knight as Landon is. Like that's, that's a scary fight. He's he's five foot 10. Mm -hmm. How tall are you? I'm like five nine on a good day. I'm like right right below five nine. And
1: one fifty five is isn't that about so That's y'all would if y'all yeah. were in the same okay.
0: Yeah. So it worked out good, you know, that we had, you know, 55ers and then the we also have 135ers on the show. Right. So there's, you know, four guys on my team that are 55, four that are 35. But yeah, and these guys, so traditionally too, historically, a lot of times, you know, because Landon has fought at 145. Jason Knight can definitely make 145. So when you do the ultimate fighter, most of the time you're fighting up a weight class. Okay. If I did the ultimate fighter, you know beat Back in the day, or if I was this big now, I would have to go at 170 because there was no way I could make 155, you know, two or three times in a row. So in which you, most of those guys, most of my guys can make 145.
1: So if there's a guy that's 180, he'd go down to 170.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're about 180, you, you'd be okay on the show, but like, because welterweights are probably over 200. You know, I'm 190 at fighting 155. So there's no way I could make weight. And I was surprised with Jason. He's like, Yeah, I'm 158 after a workout. And like, What the heck? Kurt Holliball was like, I'm 162. Just keep my weight in the mid 60s. I'm like, Dude, I don't touch the 60s till the week before yeah, fight. You know, so. It's pretty light. Yeah. So most guys historically are fighting up a weight class when they're doing the ultimate fighter. So. Yeah, this is my weight class, but these guys are fighting at 145 probably when they get done.
1: Talk about how I'm 5'8, I'm 30, and I weigh 158 right now. There you
0: go. You'd be here.
1: I mean, Jason, if you're ready to fight, let me know. <laughs> hey,
0: Jason, come on up. We're doing an exhibition in my we're, gym. We're only going to do smoke. eye <laughs> pokes. That's it. we do the Mississippi mudslinger. Mississippi. We're doing the, what? what is it called? The, the Texas credit card. Texas credit card. <laughs> Texas credit card. <laughs> we're going to hit you with all kinds of moves. we got yeah. some content we're going to create yeah. with today.
1: Yeah. No punching uh, or kicking, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, okay. Well, let's get into the fight because it was not a long one. Praise God. Um so we knew to, as we said, what I wanted to do here for this fight, I wanted Jason to honestly just be him. I wanted, I didn't want him to play the outside striking game. Landon is good. He's very talented. He's got, he's very athletic. He's fast. He's got power, and he's got great reaction time for a, a younger fighter. We needed to get in his face right away, and we needed to put the pressure on him, make him second guess himself. So right away, Jason starts putting the foot on the gas. Um, they have a little bit more of a feeling out than I thought we would have with Jason, but. He's getting the foot on the gas a little bit. Boom, nice big right hand. That was a good kick, <clears throat> as Connor was pumped up about. But bam boom, nice little exchange right here. It kind of turns into a brawl right there. And you see Landon go in for the grappling, which he's a very he's a very experienced mixed martial arts in both areas. Great shot, gets in deep. Picks him up, puts him down, and I thought, okay, well, that's that's tough. Um, but as you see, you see Jason start moving his hips right away. He's very crafty on the ground. Right here, this is an arm bar, which was dangerous. And then, boom, he throws up the triangle. That was so fast. So fast. And then, as you were talking about, Landon's trying to put the weight on his head, but he just can't. Jason's pushing him away, and then, boom, there's a tap.
1: That and, was so fast.
0: Yeah. And then Jason pops on up, screams at our guys. <laughs> he said shit went for that takedown boy. Good job. Good
1: job. Uh, Even when he started that, grabbing his leg to.
0: Yeah. That's not the first time Jason said something and then had to apologize. We're going to talk about his, uh, his little interaction with Connor right after this too. But man, Jason is just this right here was where you don't want to be with Jason Knight. Mm-hmm. Him in your face, just winging Especially punches. Cause the he cage. Can, yes. Cause he can, he will throw punches in bunches. Till the cows come home. Yeah, that till the Mississippi up- cows come home.
1: Literally, <laughs> yeah. he threw two uppercuts that just missed the bottom of that yeah. chin.
0: Yeah, he's just and he could do that for forty five minutes if you want him to, and it was just a perfect, um, it was just a perfect little scenario where he jumped on in there, landed, took him down. And just put him in a bad position. Seems like he has really good leverage too. Like he's got long arms, long legs. He does. That was the, that was the biggest thing. Well, number one, the biggest thing that surprised me was how just sweet he was, which I, what's like I said, I should not be so surprised because a lot of people in MMA are, are sweet like this. I just figured he'd be yeah. a little more rough around the edges. Yeah. That was the number one thing. One of the greatest dudes I've ever been around in my, in my entire life. The second one was that he was way more crafty and actually knew the game and talked about the game so much more intricately than I thought he would as a guy who's known as a brawler. Mm. So good on the ground, fast, strong on the ground. And you saw with that transition, he hit him with the arm bar, which makes you, makes you kind of lift your head up, trying to try to pull your arm out. Then he switches the angles, throws the right leg over your neck and then.
1: Yeah. His fight IQ. I mean listen, I'm from Alabama, so <clears throat> I can say this, but you know, sometimes we get a bad rap down in the south. <laughs> just the because south. of our draw. <laughs> yeah. So you automatically think, Oh, you know, <clears throat> they're just a good old southern boy, a good old southern gal, but Jason's fight IQ is insane. And
0: that's what I, and that's, that was what I realized probably within three days. I was like, okay, wait a second. We're not just dealing with a brawler here. We we don't just have to rely on Jason Knight's huge balls right. when he's out there fighting. Right. right? Um, and he, you know, he uses his brain. He really does. I mean, he was Click. like, yeah, he was like, Hey, let me show you this thing, man. He was like, show me this, show me that. Like, so he's, a, he also was so much more of a student in the game than I think yeah. we all, we all re- recognize or, or realize as a coaching staff, because let's be honest, we all thought, well, Hey, we got Jason tonight, we know we can rely on his big old heart to go out there and just break somebody, hopefully. But he shows he can go out there. Even if he gets taken down, he's in a good position. I believe if he would have taken Landon down, he could have submitted him with, he had a, has a really good head and arm choke, side choke from top, guillotines. Um
1: I feel like a lot of fighters are scared to get on their back, but he's so crafty that he's he doesn't put himself into awkward positions to save himself from being on his back, yep. that he can fight. 360. Yep. Cause he's, he's like, even if I am on my back, I'm still pretty good.
0: Yep. And here, and the good thing about him too, and we'll never, we'll never know cause we never got to see it. Um, but I did talk to him specifically because I watched him because he w- was good off of his back. Remember, these are only two, two rounds. Right. If he, you know, if you like, just like last fight with Kurt Hollibaugh was on his back the whole first round, mm-hmm. he lost that round done. Right. Second round, if he doesn't get catch that submission, which thank God he did, he loses that fight because right. you can't be on bottom unless you get it. Unless you're getting a submission, you can't be on bottom in these two round fights. And right. that's what I even said earlier in this episode was, Hey man, we can't play the jiu-jitsu game. Like if you get taken down or if you get a takedown, get down there, feel it out. If you feel like he's vulnerable and you're able to get a submission, you're probably able to get a submission. Don't make it be a Hail Mary. Don't make it be a small chance. Yeah. If you feel like, hey, there's a very high likelihood I'm be able to catch this guy and something, okay. You can stay down there and play, throw some elbows, do whatever, but you cannot lay down there for five minutes.
1: So the two five minute rounds does I'm assuming that changes the game plan a lot, as in yeah. like you either want to stay on top and and be in a powerful striking position or you, you've got to be the one to get the takedown. Because yeah. if you're on your back, like you said, for more than a round, you're done.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why we work so much on cage, cage work, cage defense and offense, and then also ground uh, defense, especially because, gotcha. you know. We had, we did We did a decent amount of offense on top as well with Robert Drysdale. Ryan Bader is a great top guy. I'm obviously a great top guy, do ground and pound stuff. But the biggest thing was get a, get hand control and get out. Yeah. Get hand control, get out or try to reverse the position if you can, because every second that you're down there, just know that you're losing the fight. You cannot be on bottom. Is
1: that also a really, uh like draining cardio feeling when you're yeah. on your back. And and I would imagine the mass of 155 pounds on top yep. of your chest is mm-hmm. that's got to be like tiring.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's just their body weight. But now imagine they kind of posture up and they're digging their toes into the into the mat and then pushing yeah. into you. Now, now you're not just now you're not just feeling the pressure, but then also you feel the pressure. You heard me say it earlier to position uh damage then submission. So you get the position first and then you're doing damage. So then you're raining punches. We right. just saw this last weekend with Alex Volkanovsky on top. He was just crushing Yair Rodriguez on top, yeah. being able to the amount of power and force that you can, that you can generate being on your knees on top of oh. somebody. So you got, when you're on bottom, you're not, your heart rate is elevated because you're also thinking about, okay, where's the punch going to come from? Right. Am I going to hit with a shoulder strike and an elbow? And also I got a guy on top of me. So the grappling and the cage work offense and defense was the name of the game for me. And I think that's why we've been so successful thus far. Right. Um. But yeah, Jason's just, as we said, I just want to make sure he gets a shout out because he is so much better. And so much of a more cerebral part fighter than we give him credit, credit for. So I was pumped up about that. Connor, can you pull up the, uh, the clip of Jason as he's walking out of the cage. Um, cause we want to talk about this interaction. So as I said, this is that whenever, right when he gets done, he jumps up and woo boy. Yeah. And then he looks right at Landon and said, you shouldn't have gone for that takedown boy. Yeah. And then right away, like, Hey man, good job. You know, he's like, I'm like, that's not the first time he said something that he was like, Oh shoot, I should probably maybe apologize Soften or, that like, up a, little bit. Up yeah. a little bit. Cause, cause as he's walking out, um, he's like, Hey, what did he say? He said something about stacking him up, or he said something. We're gonna, we're gonna show it here. Um, yeah, because, he said it in, in Connor's said, direction. He right? He said something. To Con- oh yeah, he said one more, baby. That's yeah, what he said. He said one what... more, baby. And then Connor's like, "What? What'd you say?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well," and then I mean, he ain't scared of Connor. I'll right. Tell you that much. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think so. So when he's walking out of the cage here in, in a couple seconds, um, he kind of has this interaction, and you, and you hear him say, well, no, "No disrespect," you know. Yeah. Because everybody's pumped up. You know, right. We're pumped up. Connor's pissed. We're pumped up. Like that's just how the fight game goes. And right. you say things and maybe you wish you wouldn't have or whatnot. Right. But but it really kind of does show a, a depiction here of Connor. Um he didn't want no Connor, part of that yeah. stand-up, boy. And we're going to the semis, baby. But it kind of just starts to show this uh, this tough spot to with Connor because we're also going to keep playing it till he goes over there and talks to Dana and the executive One more producer. More, One more, baby. One more walk. Well. One more fight, and then we ain't know. Is it, yeah? One more. Fight. No think, way. More, he said, and they kind of says, "No way." Right, Which is great. Like Connor wasn't confrontational. Was like really. Right? So now no Connor disrespect. walks in. Yeah. And then here, this—he's like, just a sweetheart I'm man. Just happy. No disrespect. Yeah that's just, that's him, man. Like no disrespect, man. I like him a lot. I'm not, done yet. not done yet. And then, so right after this, he goes over, which I didn't know this happened, but he actually goes over to Dana and asks them a nice, uh, very interesting kind of question. And also there's a, uh, cause we're dealing with a production company as well. It's called Pilgrim. And then also you have these different producers and whatnot. So the executive producer was over there. I don't know if he's always over there or, or um, why he was over there, but, he asks, uh, basically, starts talking about what happens if there's a, a clean sweep. Can you uh, fast forward a little bit? Yeah, right here. What happens if it's a clean sweep? What happens if it's a clean sweep? It's never happened. It's never happened before. Everybody anybody wants to go over to the other team, <laughs> Got it. if anybody team wants McGregor to go over is to the now other team, zero and seven, and you can see it. So yeah, he said, "What happens if there's a clean sweep?" He's asking Dana. Um, and,
1: uh, I mean, that right like, there lets you know, he's already, he's checked out. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So he's like, what, what happens? And then he said something about, well, maybe some guys go, could go over to the other team or something like that. So, um, it was very, uh, very interesting. Cause I never, I didn't know that that happened. I wish I would have heard, uh, them say, Hey, Connor asked about what happens if it's a clean sweep. Cause I'm like, Hey baby, here we go. We got one more baby.
1: Yeah. We got one our more. foot on your neck. We got,
0: your, we got our foot on our neck Are we're about to finish you yeah. or not, you know? So, um, and then I will say though, I got to give props to Connor, you know, cause I, I feel like, uh, I feel like here and there, they're kind of digging at him a little bit. He didn't show up for this, didn't show up for that. Of course they always asked me, Hey, what does it say to Connor's team that he didn't show up for this or didn't show up for that? Like, Hey, he's showing up in a Lambo or they just, they were constantly asking questions that I knew they were setting me up to say something snarky and, and right. negative toward Connor. Right. Let's be honest. I think I did a pretty decent job thus far of, uh, you know, not taking the bait, so to speak. Cause even right. though I'm not going to say his name, cause he knows who he is. And we were standing there, we were sitting there in the, in those little interviews where you do. And I'm just like, I know what you're doing here, dude, you know? Oh yeah. Um, they want that sound. Body. Yeah. They want that sound. Body, right. But, but like I said, I got to give, got to give props to Connor every single time. You know, you saw it last week, especially with Lee Hammond. And, and that one made sense because he and Lee Hammond are, were very close. Right? You know, it was like, you, you you got nothing to be dis- ashamed of. You were dominating. You did this. You did that. That like, was a tough one for him. Yeah. It, but all of these fights, all of these fights, he has been very positive. And, and he's got this kind of, he's got this kind of, hey, this happens like, don't hang your head. And even after with Landon, you know, he, he was very positive. He's like, he was very positive. Hey, you know, keep your head up. This is part of the game. This is yeah. what we do. You're not going to win them all. Like he is, I, I feel like Connor, Connor gets a, uh, Connor should be getting a better rap as a, as a coach or as a kind of a mindset motivator. About That's what I was game. about to
1: say is maybe sometimes I know for me personally, as an athlete, like sometimes my greatest Physical coaches, when it comes to the physical aspect of the game, weren't the best athletes, but they they were it was the motivators, you know, like the like the ones that used to be great athletes. Sometimes they help you more with the mindset. And um, I think that you and Connor have obviously done a great job with the physicality of it. But I think it's the mindset and the mental fortitude that you guys have brought to these Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to these athletes. And and Connor, that that seems to be his forte.
0: Yeah, is like, you like, mentioned that. Yeah, like yeah. we talked
1: about before the show started, is even when he lost to Poirier, um, it was like he had a self pity in the locker room for ten minutes. I mm-hmm. think he even cried, mm-hmm. and then boom, he's back on his feet again. Yeah, because like he, they say over in Dublin in his uh, in his gym that records are for DJs. Yeah, and I was like, I right. like that because especially in the fighting game. Yep. I mean, sure records matter. I know it's ticket sales and all that shit, but at the end of the day, like sometimes. You can do a hundred percent and the and the other guy just catches you up at the last 100%. second.
0: And you can also sit here and say, well, you know, of course he can be that positive about a loss. He's got 250 million in the bank and yeah. he sold his whiskey and he, he's got all the success. He's already said, of course he's like that. But Connor's been like that ever since he took his first loss against Diaz. Right. That first loss that he had in the UFC, whenever you know he got submitted by Diaz, the way that he handled that, the way that he the way that he was able to pull himself away, because even in life, we, we look at things so close. Right. We, we're looking at it like a magnifying glass. If we could just pull ourselves away and say, Hey, this isn't about just tonight or this loss or this failure. It's where I'm going to be 10 years from now that really matters. And this is adding the layers to my human. And I, I, I got to give Connor credit for that. He Absolutely. has always been like that with as big as his ego seems, as big as his confidence is, as big as his narcissism and all the things, all, all these different labels that we want to put on him, the way his approach to the game is very special mm-hmm. and, and it should not be lost on him. It, sh- it should not be, it should not be kind of set aside just because people don't like the way he lives his life or the right. parties that he does or the Lambert again, got it or the jealousy. Yes, jealousy. There's so much jealousy toward Connor. And that's why we as a society, as a as a sports viewership, whether it's UFC or just anybody, that's why people say things about him. But there's certain things, and that's why I've always said he's romantic about the sport. He does love the sport. He's not going to disrespect the sport by not coming back and and doing all these different things. So I just, you know, once again, people are going to say, ah, you want the red panty night so bad. You're always, you know giving him props and blah, blah, blah. And no, I just, I have a ton of respect for the, his, his, nobody has ever done what he's done. Nobody's ever been able to have to handle no. what he has done. He's taken and-
1: a sport that, that had a lot of buzz and he's taken the sport worldwide. Like you mm-hmm. said, a couple of episodes ago, there's millions of fans here that are passionate about something that they never would have known about had Connor not done it. And to the, the people that say you butter him up to try to get this fight, if it's doing the opposite, as in like, if you really wanted to, to fucking get on his nerves and to make him fight you tomorrow, you talk shit on him. So I think you're as class act as it comes, Michael, and I, the fight's going to happen. Like you said it last episode, the fight's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Connor wants to fight too bad. He's, he's just, uh, I don't know if you want my honest opinion on the show, but I think he's, I think he's my honest, honest opinion, (laughs) honestly, is that after the Poirier fight where he broke his leg, I think at his age, he had to put some stuff in his system to get his body to heal faster. And uh, I think he's enjoyed that. And I think he's patty cake beefcake right now beefcake. and i think he's i think he's just trying to get some of that stuff out of his system and Ooh, time it up to I where it meets I, his goals properly i could you know? see
0: that being a, a possible hypothesis yeah you know but he's, <laughs> trying to, he's,
1: he's trying to drain it out
0: a little bit you know what i mean well i will say i mean if i had a horrendous leg injury like that i'd be doing anything you know, i could yeah, yeah. Be like you'd be talking to a lot of doctors like hey man this bro- leg is broken what do we yeah, do with this thing yeah um but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it was interesting to just him as an individual, you know, cause that's, that's one of the other questions I get, you know, Hey, between me and you, how was Connor, you know, how, how's Connor on the show? And, I'm, and I always say, and it's not a lie. It's, it's like, he was very cordial, aside from the fact when he smooshed my face, you know, <laughs> aside, aside for the moment where, you know, I'm chirping at him a little bit. Yeah. I'm stacking him up, you know, like yeah. we were very respectful and we were still, you know, we still are. And I think yeah. that's that's uh, that's the thing. I don't have to hate somebody or dig at somebody to still try to separate him from consciousness in front of millions of people. Like oh, right. I, We got a job to do and we're going to do Dude, it. I'm it,
1: so excited it, for that fight. Gonna
0: freaking fun. It's going to be a good time. You better be there.
1: Hell yeah, Mandy and I've Let's already go. said. Like, if it, wherever You whenever... want me to tell you when it is? Yeah, when is it? I don't know. <laughs> right.
0: I, I wish like, I did. I was like, Michael, are you about to lay it? Uh, we're gonna clip out? we're gonna clip that. We're gonna clip that. Hey, you wanna tell me what it is? Do, 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 to get all you guys to get everybody to That'd view into the show. <laughs> Let's get that going, Connor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Sure I've always I mean obviously you and I are friends, we get to hang out all the time, but I love your your mind and your passion for the sport. So exactly. like I love I love being able to chop it up with you and talk about this and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Road Thanks hard. Make sure you guys Download on Spotify. Road hard, so it's on Spotify, Apple it's Music,
1: anywhere you stream music.
0: Anywhere you stream music, yep. You might stream music where you're sitting on the toilet. You yeah, might stream music. <laughs> stream it on the toilet. Stream- please, dude, <laughs> please get Road Hard on the toilet. <laughs> oh gosh, exactly. <laughs> yes, get it, get it out. It's it's out now. So, um, and yes, Danae and I are going to talk about some uh, content we can create as oh, well because she be is absolutely bananas on TikTok. <laughs> D-N-A-E- D N A
1: D. D-A.
0: D-A. Did I say D-E? It's everybody does it. D-A-N-A-E. That's it. H-A-Y-S. That's it. No we Is there a dot in there on TikTok?
1: Nope. Just Danae, no, Danae Hayes. Hayes
0: on TikTok, yeah. absolutely hilarious. My favorite is uh, the blonde wig lady. Sharon What's her name? Jean. Sharon, Sharon Jean. Thank Gosh dang, <laughs>
1: maybe Sharon Jean does some content with Michael.
0: Well, we, uh, we need to talk about that. We'll get it we, done. We get it done. We'll so, it, done. it has been Danae Hayes here. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you. This was episode seven of the Tough 31 reaction show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you hit the link in the bio on any of these different platforms to join our giveaway congratulations to this week's winner and as always now that team chandler is seven and oh um we're on our way to a clean sweep as always we like to say god bless we'll see you at the top